This program is brought to you by the Assembly of Geeks, geek content for a geeky world. Visit us at assemblyofgeeks.com. Conventions have always been an essential part to the fan experience. When Star Wars debuted at San Diego Comic-Con in 1976, it paved the way for Star Wars appearing at many fan conventions in the future. 1999's first official Star Wars celebration started the tradition that is enjoyed by many people all over the world. In April, thousands will descend upon Orlando to celebrate what they love about living this galactic life. Welcome to Sky Talkers This Galactic Life. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hi, and welcome to Sky Talkers This Galactic Life. I'm one of your hosts, Caitlin. And I'm your other host, Charlotte. And we're really excited for this episode because we're going to be talking about Star Wars Celebration. But before we get to that, how has your past couple weeks been, Charlotte? Um, it's been good. I just got back from Mexico. Yeah, living the high life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm really, really excited to dive right into talking about celebration. It's like, I'm so excited. It's going to be the best four days. <laughs> We've been looking forward to this for so long. Yeah, I think we bought our tickets last March. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. Something crazy like that. Uh, well, while Charlotte was in Mexico, I was here in Georgia, and um, I was doing some schoolwork and uh, watching some Clone Wars, actually. I, with the scare of Clone Wars being gone, I really took it to heart and was like, I got to watch all the Ahsoka episodes again, and I did. So what has been your favorite one that you revisited? The the Geonosis arc was really fun. Um, I forgot how much I liked that one, the landing at Point Rain. Uh, that one was really great. Um, it's really funny, mm-hmm. too. Uh, like, you get Anakin and Ahsoka. They've got some great banter in that episode arc. And then, of course, it's, like, our one shot of Barris and... <laughs> <laughs> and Ahsoka calls her Dependable Barris. <laughs> it's like, Dependable Barris will get us out of the catacombs. Oh, man. It, it, it's gold. Um, but then, of course, you know, you've got the, the season five finale, which kind of tops everything. Mm-hmm. But I had forgotten how much I liked the Geonosis art. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, it's really good. I want to go back and rewatch, too. Yeah. But uh, before we get ahead of ourselves again. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just lay out what we have planned for this episode. Yeah. So in part one, we talk about our own must-dos for celebration and what we personally have planned. And in part two, we're really excited because we are going to be chatting with the creative force behind the dorky diva, Savannah Kiefer. Part three, we grab some quick tips from the Assembly of Geeks, Scott Murray, about celebration. Without further ado, let's get started. Before we start talking about celebration coming up this April, I think it would be a good idea to remember and reflect on our past celebration together. Yeah, totally. We went to the Celebration 5 in Orlando in 2010. Yes, this was actually our senior year in high school, school. (laughs) and Charlotte and I missed like the first two days or something of our senior year of high school. (laughs) Worth it. So worth it (laughs) to be at Celebration. (laughs) Yes. And um, it was the 30th anniversary of Empire, so it was, like, 
everything was like Boba Fett. They call mm-hmm. it, it was in Orlando, so they called it like Orlando. Like, there oh were my funny gosh, things. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh-huh. We got tickets to meet Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that was the highlight for me of that celebration. Yeah, me too. And we made that our like major priority. I know that George Lucas was there that time, and mm-hmm. we didn't wait for that. We made you know, waiting and meeting our heroes, our priority, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we did. I think we were also thinking and considering that those interviews and stuff would be online. Mm-hmm. And so we could go back and watch them. And they are. And they, <laughs> and in fact, they <laughs> are. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was important for us just on that first celebration to really just be walking around a lot and seeing people. And mm-hmm. we had been to um, Sweegan's Star Wars weekends before, <laughs> um, but Star Wars weekends and people dressing up is not nearly on the same level like it was at Celebration. No. Um, and that was really the first time we had been immersed in a fan experience like mm-hmm. that. So I think we were really just taking it all in. Yeah. Caitlin and I dressed up that one time. Um, we did. For one of the days. Dressed up as Princess Leia on Endor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I dressed up as Padme on Geonosis. And it was really fun. I mean, it was not generally, like, super inspired costumes, but, like, it was really <laughs> fun to, co- to like, dress up and like, experience that whole thing and, you know, be amongst a bunch of people who are also dressed up as your favorite characters. I think that is, like, a really special thing about Celebration. Yeah, it was really fun. Some of the, um, the costumes I remember most about Celebration is – both of these things happened while we were standing in line for Mark Hamill. Um, so clearly that was like an important moment in my life. <laughs> but I remember turning to look out while we were waiting in line and there's this guy walking by with an X-wing on his head. Like his face was the middle. Oh, yeah. Um, or it wasn't an X-wing. It was a TIE fighter. TIE fighter. Um, his face was like the middle of the TIE fighter. And then he just had the, the sides coming out. And I was like, oh, my God. Gosh, it was like, like dress normally, but then tie yeah, fighter on but the then head. tie fighter on the head, and then <laughs> and then there was a Luke, um, on a Dagobah Luke in front of us, mm-hmm. and he had um, it wasn't like the Yoda backpack on his back, but he had an aquarium <laughs> that had all of the plants and stuff of Dagobah in it, but then he also had Yoda inside the aquarium. Mm-hmm. It was really intense, <laughs> and all I could think about was. How are you carrying an aquarium around <laughs> on your you back? How do you tend to that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do you even like structurally support an aquarium yeah, on I'm, your back? <laughs> yeah. How long did that take? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it took a long time. It's so cool. Um, so, Caitlin, do you have any costuming plans for this upcoming celebration? Uh, I do. Yes. Um, I'm going to be going as General Conics. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that costume I think one it's not super hard to do because my costuming skills are very <laughs> low um and two she's got like the little Leia buns that I really want to rock and you know kind of like a little homage to Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. um but not outright doing Leia yeah um I've done Leia a lot in the past um so I wanted to switch it up a little bit but I also really wanted to you know think about Carrie a little bit yeah um because it's it's gonna be we're interested to see what's gonna be going on I think you'll see a lot of, uh, of Leia costumes. Agree. Yeah, yeah. But what are your plans for costuming? So I am. I bought a costume that is a Padme on Tatooine in Attack of the Clones costume. I, I love that costume. It's one of my favorites. I can't decide if I'm gonna make the cloak that she wears in the very beginning of when her and Anakin get on Tatooine or not. But I, I kind of want to. But it seems like a little intense. So like, it might, might be like too much. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, that's one of my favorite Padme costumes. I know that Caitlin and I are think we're thinking about like making like 
a jacket with like cool patches on it mm-hmm. is like something yeah. that we're trying to do. And we just went shopping at like Forever 21 and Topshop to go find a jacket <laughs> that we could like put patches on. So like TBD, that's what we're doing. <laughs> because I think that like costuming all four days is like really tough, especially if you plan on going to like a bunch of cool panels and stuff. Yeah. So it's um to like limit yourself. Yeah. That's also why we're picking um, very movable costumes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we could move around For enough. sure. <laughs> but speaking of panels, uh, let's talk about what our must-dos are for the, celebration. The number one must-do and, like, the only one that I think really truly matters is The Last <laughs> Jedi one. Yes. I think we're all <laughs> expecting some sort of trailer. Yeah. Teaser trailer, something. I don't care. I just want something. I want something. I want to see Mark Hamill. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, with a line. With- <laughs> Can you imagine if they throw a line at us? Yeah. I, I haven't even considered like a that. chewy we're home type equal situation what what would even luke skywalker i don't know equivalent line be like this has just been the biggest question mark of the past two years is what has luke been doing i know which i know again like we've all talked about this ad nauseum but what has luke, luke. been doing <laughs> i just want to see it so like it's we're definitely going to be there like camping out the night before oh, for that yeah. panel it's happening absolutely absolutely we have to. <laughs> We're really close to celebration, though. I know. It's crazy. Le- less than a month out. Well, um, the other thing I'm really looking forward to is, of course, the 40th anniversary panel. I think that's going to be course. a lot of fun. Of course. I think it's going to be great. Um, so another thing that we have planned for celebration is we are going to be giving out bumper sticker merchandise. And I think we're our current plan is to leave it places. It'll be like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you see one of us around and, like, follow us on Twitter at SkyTalkersPod, like, I think you're going to find us and yeah. you could get one of these bumper stickers from us. And I think everyone's really going to love all the designs that we've done. So um, we're really looking forward to you guys seeing those. And we'll post them on Twitter um, a little bit before celebration so you can get pumped about that. Yeah, we've got a couple of designs, and we've actually been thinking about these for a while. Like, ever since we started talking about doing a podcast, we were yeah. like, you know what, we're going to give out stuff. <laughs> I think our first thought was like, okay, number one, a podcast. Number two, bumper stickers at Celebration. Sure. <laughs> yes. But I think you guys are really going to like them. Um, we've worked really hard on them so far. Charlotte's done a lot of the grunt work. Um, but... They're really cool. So definitely check out our Twitter a couple of days, week or so before celebration um, to check out what they're going to look like. We're really excited about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Sky Talkers, This Galactic Life, Part 2. We are so excited because today we have a very special guest, Savannah Kiefer. You, you may know her from the dorky diva. Um, so Savannah, just to start off with, for listeners who haven't heard of you yet, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Dorky Diva blog and your podcast? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I started the Dorky Diva a couple years ago, back in 2015, and it's a blog where I sort of just talk about everything that I'm into relating to Star Wars um, or kind of just relating to my life um, personally. So lately I've been doing a lot of style posts um, talking about how I incorporate Star Wars clothing or accessories into my everyday wardrobe because I think a lot of people have the misperception that maybe 
Star Wars clothes can't be chic or work appropriate um, or adaptable to every situation you might need to go in and have a certain outfit for. So I've been sort of um, displaying how I incorporate Star Wars into my wardrobe through my blog. And then I also have a podcast called The Dorky Diva Show, and I started it last October. And I just have the show once a month, so I haven't done too many episodes, but the premise of my show is basically just to sit down and have a chat with random people that I'm friends with that are into Star Wars. Um, sometimes they are well-known people like Ashley Eckstein, or sometimes they're just people that I know uh, through events like Star Wars Weekends, and I met them in line while waiting for an autograph or something. So it's been really fun just to chat with other people and get to know uh, why they love Star Wars so much. Yeah, your podcast is so great. I, I mean, your podcast is great, but your blog is really great too. I love the Star Wars style pieces. When Caitlin and I were in high school, we <laughs> tried really hard to like figure out how we could wear cool Star Wars t-shirts. And it's like your po- your your blog posts really like bring me back to that time. They're way more stylish than we were. <laughs> yeah, I think we just got like matching shirts Church. from like Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was as far as we got, really. Yeah. And then of course when her universe came out, that completely changed the game. Oh, for sure. And I noticed I have a ton, like probably hundreds of Star Wars t-shirts. And I feel like there's only so many ways you can style a t-shirt. I can probably think of maybe only 10 ways to wear a Mm t-shirt. But now we have all of these different things coming out like purses and jackets and And skirts and dresses. So great. Yeah. So it's really, really, really fun to style those pieces. Whereas a t-shirt, it's like, okay, you wear it with a skirt, you wear it with jeans, you wear it over a mini dress, you wear like all these things, you know? And it's like, okay, it all looks the same. But when you have other things um, like jewelry and accessories that you can style with uh, sort of neutral outfits that people wouldn't even notice the Star Wars elements, that's what I really enjoy doing. I like wearing Star Wars pieces and people don't really know it other than if you're like a really hardcore fan and you're like, whoa, is that a Millennium Falcon necklace? And I'm just like, guess who just became best friends with you? (laughs) This girl. (laughs) Well, uh, since we're talking about clothes, uh, we figured we'd kind of segue into costuming because you're a part of the 501st Legion, right? Yes. Yes. So how did you, so was it your love for costuming or your love like wanting to be a part of the 501st that kind of got you involved in that organization? It really stemmed from being a Star Wars fan because I didn't really do a lot of non-Star Wars costuming before I joined the 501st. Um, I remember one year I dressed up like Peter Pan for Megacon, but I don't really count that because I didn't put a ton of effort into that costume. But um, I discovered the 501st when I was probably nine or 10 years old and I was at Star Wars weekends at Disney Mm -hmm. uh, because they used to have 501st members march in their parade and they would announce, hey, this is the 501st Legion. This is what they do, Um, you know, just to make sure people knew it wasn't like Disney employees. And so ever since then, I knew what the organization was and I knew I wanted to be a part of it, but I wasn't really sure how to go about doing that. And then when I was 16, my mom joined the Legion because she's a huge Star Wars fan. And she made a Jawa costume. And then a couple years later, when I was old enough to join the Legion, I made a Shadow Scout and she made a Biker Scout costume. Oh gosh, so we so kind of, cool. <laughs> it was really cool. I love showing pictures to people of my mom and I in our armor together. And I'm like, uh, this is what we do for mommy-daughter bonding time. <laughs> because 
we're cooler than you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it kind of stemmed from my love of Star Wars. And now um, I don't really make a lot of non-Star Wars costumes, but I'm really interested in the cosplay community outside of Star Wars and outside of the 501st because it's always really cool to see what people are doing and creating and making, um, especially with technology like 3D printing. It's like fascinating what people can create totally um but the 501st is definitely my true love like I don't I don't foresee myself doing a lot of costuming outside of Star Wars just because the 501st is so cool and the fact that you can dress up and give back to the community and raise money for charity so it's like a dual purpose you feel awesome because you look awesome but you feel awesome because you're also doing good so are you working on anything right now I'm slowly but surely working on my Sabine Wren costume, and I worked on the helmet last year and finished the helmet, and I started working on the blasters, but I haven't done much more than that because I am still living in my college dorm, which is very small, <laughs> and we have rules and regulations about painting on campus, so unfortunately, I'm not allowed to spray paint here, oh, uh, and that's a huge problem because, hello, Sabine's costume yeah, is so spray painting. Different spray paint is like her MO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it's on hold right now, but I'm sure in the next coming months, I'll be doing a lot more work on it. I have all the pieces I need other than the shirt and the pants um, and the belt. So I have the shoes, I have the gloves, I have the armor, the helmet, all that good stuff. But then they decided to give her a jetpack. Um, a dark saber <laughs> and new gauntlets this yes. season and she's got like new shin armor all this extra stuff and I'm just like crap I need to save up money for this because I don't have those things so um, I think my standard like non-accessorized version will be done hopefully in a few months um, and then maybe over the summer I can work on adding all her cool extra things like that jetpack that I need to have necessary <laughs> yeah you gotta have the jetpack very necessary and then she did that cool like winged design on the jetpack it yeah. looks like feather or something and I'm just like oh that's so pretty <laughs> Sabine is so artistic and I'm like not that artistic so to even think about tackling her costume in particular would just completely overwhelm me so I'm very impressed yeah it's it's a lot because most of the costumes I've done before are only like two or three colors at most and painting is my favorite part of building costumes I think it's just really fun to weather things and experiment with different painting techniques um but Sabine has like so many different colors and I really want to replicate how they weather it in the animated series because weathering for like animation or real life costumes are totally different techniques. Um, and Rebels has like a really unique style. So I've been hoping to work on and master that part of it because if it, if it doesn't look just right with the weathering, it's not going to be believable. Um, and I don't want to make her look like a realistic movie Sabine because that's not what I'm going for. I really want to replicate what she looks like in the TV show. That's really cool. Yeah, I had never thought about that, the difference no. between weathering for animation Gen versus in person. Totally. And how that would come across differently. Forgive me that I'm such like a noob when it comes to costuming <laughs> like this, but how do you even get started? Like, where do you buy the materials? Like, yeah, like armor. Yeah. Where do you get yeah. armor? Yeah, so there are so many different people that make armor. Um, the person that made my Sabine armor and my helmet is Ruthless FX on Facebook. And it actually took me a long time to start on this costume because I had gotten a helmet from another Sabine helmet maker and I got it in the mail and 
it was full of air bubbles and I realized it wasn't, it didn't even look like her helmet. Like it was not made proportionately. It wasn't even symmetrical. And so I kind of scrapped that and I just waited a long time to find someone who made it up to my standards, which is the standards of the show. Um, and so I noticed Ruthless FX, all of his work. Um, I think he scans the characters from the TV show Mm -hmm. and then he 3d prints everything. Um, and he 3d models it. So everything is symmetrical. It all looks perfect. His Sabine helmet is, I think the best one on the market out there. And I look at this stuff a lot because I'm always interested in who has the best product. Um, so 3d printing is really taking over the costuming world right now. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in getting involved in costuming and want to start with something simple, like, um, a simple blaster set, there's a website I discovered called Thingiverse. It's um, thing and then iverse.com. Cool. And there's all kinds of 3D files on there for free. And you can download them and then you can send them to either a friend that might have a 3D printer or a company that 3D prints products that you pay for. And you can get started on that. So my Sabine blasters were actually taken from a file I found on Thingiverse. And I had a friend print them for like 20 bucks or something. So, you know, if you're kind of worried about getting involved in costuming and if you'd be good at it or if you don't want to drop hundreds of dollars on an armor set right away, um, I really recommend getting into just like little tiny detail pieces from Thingiverse. I also noticed somebody made um, Sabine's paint sprayer and put the file on there as well i was like that's really cool oh yeah Yeah. detail yeah and then you know if it's a smaller project it first of all it costs significantly less than a set of armor you can experiment with a lot of different techniques and painting it so um i i tell people who are getting into costuming to sort of start with those smaller projects like if you know hey i want to cosplay as sabine well, maybe start with that blaster set or her little paint spray or just so you can kind of get your hands dirty and work with something without investing a ton of money into it because it's terrifying when you spend a lot of money on something and then you don't know what to do with it. And then let's say you start on it and you mess it up because I did that with one of my Shadow Scout pieces since that was my first set of armor I worked on and I accidentally melted one of the bicep pieces a little too much when I was reshaping it Um, and and I ended up fixing it but I totally panicked and I was like I'm never touching this again after I did (laughs) that because I got worried um, and I didn't want to spend the money on replacing the piece so yeah I would just say start with smaller pieces that's awesome yeah that's a really good piece of advice totally (laughs) yeah so are you planning on doing any any costuming for Celebration, or, or do you stay away from that? Um, I costumed at Celebration 6, which was my first one, um, but I haven't done any costuming at Celebration since then just because time is very precious at Celebration, <laughs> and I feel like time that I would spend in costume would be taken away from seeing like a really cool panel or buying new Star Wars clothes in the exhibit hall. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I'll be cosplaying this time. If my Sabine costume was done, which it won't be, but if it was, I would probably wear it for about an hour or so just, you know, to take pictures with people and show it off. I would want Dave Filoni to see it. But (laughs) since I know that, yeah, (laughs) since I know um, that won't be done in time, I'm I'm definitely not going to take my Shadow Scout because I've worn it at different conventions before, different events. You know, a lot of people have seen it, so I don't think it's anything special to, like, debut or whatever. Um, And I'd much rather be doing other things at the convention than standing around in a costume. Yeah, I totally get that. I think um, if you're not so, like, 
panel crazy like I am. I mean, I love going to panels. If you don't, if you're not really into that kind of stuff, costuming can be really cool at Celebration because there's just so many people there that will see what you've made. Um, so it's really fun. But for me personally, it just, it just takes up too much time, I think. Yeah, I totally get that. This will be Caitlin and I's second Celebration. We went to Celebration 5 back in 2010. Oh, cool. We're planning on costuming for one day, but it's like very low maintenance things. Yeah. Like, and we're like adapting pieces that we've bought. It's not like we're creating our own. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other days, I think we're going to be just in our, you know, Star Wars gear, dresses, her universe, you know. Yeah. We're just like you. We like, we love the panels and Mm -hmm. we're all about that. So do you have any like must do's this year at Celebration? Definitely the Last Jedi panel and probably the 40th anniversary panel. Um, Hello, Kathleen Kennedy is going to be there. She is my queen and I will be seeing her. So um, (laughs) any panel she's at, you can expect my butt to be in the audience. Um, Other than that, I don't have a ton of big plans this time around. I used to make a lot of plans for celebration. I'd have this like really detailed schedule and it was fun, but it also was very exhausting to go to a lot of things and always have something uh, booked up next in my schedule. And then if I ran into a friend that was like, hey, come to this panel with me, I couldn't say yes, because I already had something planned. So I'm going to try to go into Celebration Orlando with like a very minimalistic plan and kind of go with the flow and see what what's going on there. Um, I really, really want to explore the exhibit hall and look for unique clothing pieces. Um, I bought a lot of clothes at Celebration London which is funny because I was living out of a carry-on bag for 18 <laughs> days and I bought 11 shirts and a hoodie and a pair of shoes. Oh so my I don't know. But somehow made it work. This time though, thankfully, since it'll be in Florida and I live in Florida, I can buy as much as I want and just drive it home. But there's always really cool stuff at Celebration that you really can't find anywhere else. Um, and it's also a good place to find vintage jewelry or fashion pieces. Um, I found in... I think it was Celebration London, a C-3PO necklace from the, I think from 1980. And I had been looking for oh it gosh. for a really long time. And that was the first one I had ever seen. That is so, so awesome. Um, yeah, I definitely want to spend a lot of time looking for those small little detail pieces that you really can't find anywhere else. I'm also so excited to adopt a loft cat. <laughs> yes. Um, I cannot wait like, to adopt a loft cat. <laughs> like, we know amazing. that they're available online now, but you, there's something about getting it at Celebration that you yeah. just need. Yeah. Because then you can carry it around and be yes. like, this is my loft cat. I named it blah, 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 Lemmy or whatever, you know, and it's adorable. Totally. Well, I remember that video of Dave Filoni and Ashley Eckstein showing off the loth cats and like talking to people about how you can adopt a loth cat. So I'm really just hoping that like Dave Filoni is there when I go to adopt my loth cat. (laughs) And then (laughs) it's like rescuing a dog or something. It's like a big deal. Um, Yeah, you're saving that loth cat from the depths of the exhibit hall. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so glad you understand. (laughs) Savannah gets it. This is important stuff, guys. I didn't get to adopt one, but somebody sent me one um and so I was very happy it was a complete surprise to us so I opened the box and I was like oh my gosh it was a little white one I was very excited hashtag blessed yeah (laughs) hashtag majorly blessed (laughs) I know I was looking at all of them and I was like I know like I don't need multiple loft cats but how will I ever pick Yeah, you're going to need one of each color. Exactly. exactly. I don't think Savannah's a good person to go shopping with. In, no. In, I'm just going to tell you straight up, I am the worst influence at Celebration. Because in the past, I've seen things and not purchased them. 
And it is like the biggest regret of my entire life. And so at celebration, I'll be with my mom. She'll be like, I kind of like this bag. And I'll be like, buy it, just buy it. Because later on you can part with it, but you'll never be able to come back and get it if you don't get it right now. It's so. true though. It's true. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just a little worried about the lines and stuff because when we were at celebration five, I don't remember waiting in a ton of lines for things like the ex- exhibition hall Me neither. or the like the no. celebration store. And that's all I hear about now <laughs> when people are yeah. talking about um, celebration. Unfortunately, because I went to Celebration 6 as my first one, but my mom and my brother went to Celebration 5 and they told me all about it. So I can kind of reference that even though I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I think 5 and 6, the lines weren't as big of a deal because there were a lot less people there. I think there were only like 30,000 people at Celebration 6, which sounds like a ton. It is a ton of people. But now there's probably going to be like 150 to 200,000 people at Celebration. Since then, Star Wars has totally blown up. It's it's completely changed. So. Yeah, the lines are are a big deal. Um, Are you guys going to be driving or flying to Celebration? Because we're from Georgia, we're going to be driving. Yeah, okay. Current plan. So we'll be able to put our stuff everywhere. Here's the tip of of a lifetime. Pro tip number two. (laughs) Pro tip, if you can drive or somehow fit this in your luggage, bring either a blow-up pool float to lay on in line or a sleeping bag, bring a sleeping mask, bring earplugs, and you will have a very restful night of sleep. You might not look so pretty, but in the morning (laughs) you can wake up and go take a shower and look cute, and you'll just be fine. If you have all of those things and you're in line, bring bring, also bring a blanket. Um, Because I will tell you from experience, I have laid on cold concrete floors with a tiny little cardigan trying to warm up my body. No eye mask, no food. Bring snacks, guys, because they're not going to pass out snacks unless you're like the first 500 in line and then Kathleen Kennedy will buy you pizza. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if you really want to rock it and you're dedicated to waiting in these lines, it can be super fun, but just make sure you get sleep because you don't want to be the cranky person next to me in a panel because I will tell you to shush if you're being too loud and whiny during the um, So everybody needs to get their beauty rest. And I have found personally that having something comfy to lay on and having something to block out the noise and cover up my eyes because the lights are always on in there, that will help you a lot. Um, if you cannot take those things, you can still wait in line, but you might just have to take a little nap between um, whenever they give you your wristband in the morning and when the convention opens. Like you might miss the first hour of the convention because you need to get in a quick power nap. Yeah. And that's completely fine because we don't want you to be all crazy and cranky <laughs> at the convention. Um, but that is my pro tip is to have something very comfy to lay on. And uh, you can take it back to your hotel room or whatever, obviously, after you get your wristband. Yeah. Uh, that is the pro tip that you guys will have here exclusively on your podcast. <laughs> Thank <laughs> we, you. We need, it. The door we need it. I know we were yeah. 17 years old when we went to the last celebration and all we cared about, we got tickets to meet Mark Hamill and Carrie and Carrie Fisher. And that was literally all we cared about. And this time it's like, we have to go to, we're just like you. We, we have to go to the 40th anniversary panel. Mm-hmm. We have to go to the last Jedi panel, but we've never waited overnight for anything. No. So <laughs> it's a completely foreign <laughs> concept. concept. And it's so fun. And I'll, I'll have Pop-Tarts on me, so if you guys want to come hang out with me, we can eat s'mores right. Pop-Tarts together. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we can crowdsource snacks. Yes, yes. yes. Everybody bring a snack and we'll all share. Yes. <laughs> Hot luck. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs>
if okay so say the panel is like right in the morning what time do you recommend that people get online from my experience so i'm just going to reference the two big lines i've waited for so in anaheim for the force awakens panel i got in line at about i think it was about 11 p.m the night before Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of people in line but i was still good you know, they were letting like 5,000 people in. And I think I was only like a thousand back. So, um, that was good. But in London, the, the culture out there is completely different and they don't really line up for things, um, too far in advance. So I got in line for the rogue one panel at like 11 PM at at night the day before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 25th in line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So um, it's definitely going to be a totally different situation here in Orlando because Americans wait in line for things. That's yes. just what we're used to. <laughs> so, um, and we're near Disney World, so tourists are used to that as well. So I would say definitely the night before. Um, it's it's not one of those things that you'll be able to wake up and go no. to. I think the morning of it'll be cut off. Um, but if you go there the night before, at least, you know, around midnight or prior, you'll be fine. And that's why I'm saying to bring something comfy to sleep on, because since it is late, you're going to need some sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, taking sleeping pills, not like anything addictive, but just a little like melatonin <laughs> or something just to help you fall asleep is good too. Um, just cause it's always really loud and people are around you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say about 11 the night before. That might be, some might say that's too early, but I think that's a pretty good time because I know some people will be in line at like noon the day before. But that's really not worth it because at that time of the day, I think they make people stand outside. And like you said, Orlando is hot and humid and it's just not worth it. But (laughs) I think around evening time, they start to bring the people inside and they have them queue up in a giant um, room inside. And that's where I'm at because I'm all about the AC. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you'll be in the AC, hopefully. Um, So that's what I would suggest. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Yeah, but yeah. it's gonna be really. It's fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm really excited for it actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, you don't want to get in line at noon because then you're you're kind of missing a lot of other things going on. And that's just too exhausting. Like I'll admit, I have almost passed out at Celebration before because I have gone without sleep. Um, at Celebration London, I cried in front of everybody from the start. Star Wars show because I was so jet lagged I could not control my emotions when I saw Ashley Eckstein (laughs) Uh, so another pro tip don't be like Savannah don't cry in front of people because you're so dang tired (laughs) get your beauty rest like it is important it doesn't matter how crazy you might look out there while you're sleeping on your pool float in line your body will thank you later just go for it you're not going to be the only one I'll be out there too probably on a pink pool float (laughs) with a Star Wars blanket so just do it. <laughs> well, I'll definitely bring my Star Wars blanket. Yeah. It's happening. We will. You've convinced <laughs> us. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's real fun, though. And you get to meet a lot of cool people. And you're going to make new friends because you're sitting around complete strangers in line sometimes. Um, so it's really cool. I've met some of my best friends in line, actually, at Celebration. That's awesome. I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're super excited. It's going to be such a different experience because I feel like we're adults now, whereas we weren't <laughs> yeah. at the last Celebration. And so much has changed. changed yeah. It's crazy. I know you used to go to Star Wars weekends a lot. And I'm sure that we like overlap time Probably. when we were there, which is so funny to think about. 
It's but. crazy because, and that happens all the time with me. I'll like meet someone online or even in person. And, and then we'll just start talking about Star Wars weekends. And it was like, I've been there every single day since it started. And they were like, me too. And I'm like, we totally saw each other. I'm sure, you know, and didn't <laughs> even realize it. It's so funny. I'm, I mean, I really, really, really miss that event. It was so fun. It was, it was me so too. fun. And we used to, the, every weekend that we couldn't go, cause we could usually go one weekend, um, when it was happening. Um, but the hyperspace hoopla show, we would watch the dance re- religiously <laughs> and now they're like huge inside jokes. Yeah. Like, Aww. don't break in my heart. Yeah. That Vader and Padme sang. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know people didn't used to like that that much, but we loved it. It was, it was so fun. <laughs> Maybe they'll make mom, an appearance. Maybe they will. My mom wasn't too crazy about it sometimes, but I loved it whenever Chewbacca danced to Outcast. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I loved Star Wars Weekends. It was such a fun event. And it there was really like a true family um, mm-hmm. feeling to Star Wars Weekends because you saw the same people every year, especially if you're from Florida, you would see the same group of people. And That's you know now those people are like lifelong friends. Um, so it's really cool to see um, how that event impacted me. And I really, really miss it. But the only thing I don't miss is standing out there in like a hundred degree weather oh. in my costume, like waiting for the parade to start. And then it would be like, Oh, we got rained out. Sorry. You just oh stood in the gosh. hot weather for an hour and a half. Nothing. Go take your costume off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my like most distinct memories of we, okay. So Charlotte and I used to call, we still do. We call Star Wars weekends, weekends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's, it's so weekends uh, when we were on our way to weekends. I guess right before our senior year in high school, and we had to take the ACT in the morning, and then we left immediately for weekends, and we watched Clone Wars the whole way down. And it was like the first time we had really gotten into Clone Wars. Yeah. And- it like holds a very special place in our heart. But we always forget that we took the ACT before that because <laughs> clearly we didn't study because we were just so excited to begin down to Disney. Yes. <laughs> but it was like my dad picked us up from the testing center and we drove down with like a little portable DVD player watching Clone Wars. <laughs> we needed to be best friends like 10 years ago. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I love Star Wars Weekends, but I'm going to call it Weekends now. Yeah, you have to. Please. Like, I like that a, a lot. We're hoping to make it a thing. That's part of why we started a podcast. Okay. Just kidding. It, well, it, yeah, okay. I'm definitely going to promote that on the Dorky Diva show now. Um, <laughs> it's easier to say than Star Wars Weekends. It's just Weekends. Yeah. I dig it. I'm keeping it. Yes. Success. <laughs> You've converted me. Well, um, so we'll convert you to one other thing that Charlotte and I talk about all the time. Um, is we like to imagine if we were having a dinner and we could invite any five people from the Star Wars world to our dinner, who we would invite. And so we want to know who you would invite. And it can be anyone. So it can be like George Lucas or Ashley Eckstein or um, Dave Filoni. And it can be anyone you want. But the goal is for good conversation flow. Mm-hmm. And oh, they have okay. to come. Yeah. So like, don't like George would have to come to your dinner if you wanted him to come. Okay. Well, I was thinking about this and there's one person that would have to be there just so I could look at him all night and it would be Harrison Ford. And I don't know how well he would uh, participate in the conversation, but he would be very easy on the eyes if he could sit across from me. And then to have (laughs) conversation with, I would love to have Kathleen Kennedy. I would love to have Ashley Eckstein. Not sure if she really counts, um, but I'm going to say Anne Convery, and that is Dave Filoni's wife. Um, So I'm sure she knows a lot about Star Wars because her husband 
is Dave Filoni. Wow. Uh, but she's really cool. Um, and then let's see, who would my last one be? Who would I have? I don't even know if I would have another one, actually. I think that would be the dream team right there. Yeah. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy is kind of... Oh, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Why did I not say her name? Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Yeah, That would be great. So it would be Harrison, Kathleen Kennedy, um, Ashley, and and Daisy. Dream team. Harrison Ford is there to look at. Ladies are there to chat. Awesome. (laughs) I love that. And I love how you've thought about your seating plan, too. Like, you across from Harrison Ford. Um, I like that. I've always... Usually, we don't invite Harrison Ford, Mm because we just don't think he'll talk a lot. Um, But, like, I understand for the looks. But I get it now. I hope he would leave um, a few snarky remarks along the way Mm. and maybe be sarcastic. But as as far as the conversation us girls would be having, I'm not sure if he could participate because I'm sure we'd be talking about clothes and things like that. Um, I would love I would love to talk to Harrison about airplanes because um, I think those are really cool. Awesome. And I would love to talk about his hair, you know, <laughs> essentials. Like, for him to generally serve as great eye candy. I understand. <laughs> Basically, I would love for him to say, I love you. And I would say, I know, Harrison, you know. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. And then you'd have Kathleen Kennedy, like, in the corner oh. recording the exchange <laughs> so that you could yes. have it for forever. <laughs> Just having her record something of me would make me die. I'd be like, um. <laughs> this is my life stream come true <laughs> I love that I love that setup me too it's great I don't know why yeah. we've never invited Kathleen to our own dinners I don't know either it's changing yeah. she's now a permanent fixture at my I Star Wars know. dinner yeah. yeah she doesn't even count in the five people she's just automatically there she's yes. automatically in <laughs> yeah I usually always start with Dave Filoni and then mm. it's like everything else is just oh whatever Dave's gonna be there <laughs> I think by the end of the night, I would end up throwing food at Dave's face because I would ask him a question about Ahsoka and he probably would give me some snide remark and not really answer my question. I'd get too mad at him. So (laughs) maybe his wife would share some details. That's That's true. That's a really good Maybe Anne would kind of, yeah. (laughs) Go through the wife. (laughs) I've never thought about that, but I need to think about it more because I'm really concerned about Ahsoka. (laughs) Yeah. We'll talk to Anne. (laughs) That's good. That's good. So we're definitely going to be following savannah around celebration <laughs> to get her merch recommendations um, to take part in her pop tarts yes. online and uh to find out some insider knowledge on ahsoka's whereabouts and well-being yes that's <laughs> well, it that's yes. celebration at its best exactly <laughs> exactly well thank you savannah so much for being on the show we're so happy that you were able to come on thanks for having me this was a blast yeah. <laughs> and where can listeners find you what is i know the dorky diva blog and your twitter Yep, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the dorky diva. And then my Twitter and Instagram is the same username. It's Savannah underscore Kiefer. And then my blog is just the dorky diva.com. Yay. Perfect. And we'll have all of that information uh, listed in our show notes. So thank you again, Savannah. And we will we will see you at Celebration. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Pop-Tarts. I'm bringing them. More Pop-Tarts. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Welcome back to part three of Sky Talkers This Galactic Life. We're sitting down with Scott Murray of the Assembly of Geeks Podcast Network and podcasts such as the Geek Directive, Comic Book Noob, and the New Blast Podcast. Thanks so much for being on the show, Scott. 
We're so happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for letting me join the conversation today. (laughs) So we've got a really big topic, obviously, that we've been covering today, which is celebration, which is right around the corner. Are you looking forward to it? Absolutely. I'm I'm like the uh, Southwest Airlines commercials. I'm ready to get away. <laughs> <laughs> so are you are flying we? Southwest Airlines? That's the real question. <laughs> yes. Wow. So you so. really are oh. just like the commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how many celebrations have you gone to so far, Scott? Uh, I went to Celebration 2, 4, 5 in Anaheim. Actually, yeah. let me rephrase that. It was actually two, five, six, and seven. So some might call you a celebration professional at yes. this point. <laughs> well, I've been to. Uh, I definitely have been to enough of them where I know where to, I know what to expect. But um, I've also watched the convention itself evolve and get better at things as uh, as they've continued to do more of them, like uh, organizational wise, um, the difference between two and six were pretty significant. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I was going to ask is, did you notice a big difference in celebrations before the Disney purchase and after the Disney purchase? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Celebration 2 was only their second one. I didn't make the first one, but I heard the first one was kind of interesting as well because it was, I think, in Denver and a lot of it was outdoors and it rained a lot. Uh, oh. So I missed that one. <laughs> um and two, two was a lot of fun. I have a lot of memories from two, but uh, th- there were some crazy uh, organizational uh, things that uh, made things difficult at times, but we still had fun. But they've definitely got a lot of that stuff down um, for the most part over the last few. That's good. What are you most looking forward to for the upcoming celebration? Um, well, I always, you know, I'm, I'm just as much looking forward to, uh, what's on the exhibitor floor as I am everything else, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just the way I roll. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing what they're going to have in the celebration store this year. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, seeing something from the last Jedi. I have to assume that we're going to see something there. Um, I'm intrigued to see whether or not they're going to show us anything related to the Han Solo movie. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think it'd be a good idea because there's just so much confusion and intrigue and not knowing what to think about it. And I think if they show just something in that convention, I think it could go a long way. So, um, so those are those are the the main things. But I'm just glad to be going back out to Orlando again. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You brought up the Han Solo movie. I've been trying to think of a way to describe my feelings about the Han Solo movie, and I think maybe trepidation is the best way to describe it. Like you were saying, like we all just kind of want to see something from it to kind of ease our confusion and anxiety about it. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm hopeful for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you mentioned buying things and I know Scott that you have a really big t-shirt collection. That's like your thing. It is. (laughs) So, um, is there anything specific you're hoping to find at Star Wars Celebration? I know they haven't released anything um, major quite yet, but is there something you're really hoping that they might have? You know, I just love the the unique stuff that they throw into the store sometimes that you're not going to find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, especially some of the character-driven things. Or um, what I really liked about, um, one of the things I really liked about the last one was they had a really cool Return of the Jedi shirt. Uh, which is my favorite of the group. Mm-hmm. And it was just this really cool kind of cartoony montage of a bunch of characters shoved into one shirt. <laughs> and uh, I really like that a lot. So, um, and I got the, 
was it the Jack in the Box? <laughs> that that's the uh, space slug that pops out of the Jack in the Box so thing. Good. I kind of dig that oh sort my of God. stuff. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. It's like the perfect oh, item. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see it perfectly in my head though, and that sounds amazing. <laughs> Oh, I just want them to have that kind of placed around celebration at random places and it just pops up and scares people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That would be great. As long yeah. as they had cameras running. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd be like something they should do on the Star Wars show, probably. Yes. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. What is the coolest thing you've ever gotten? Uh, hard to say. Um, actually, that one of the coolest things I ever got actually broke. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we, had our, we had our floors changed when we were when we moved back into our house after being forced out of our house for a few months after a hailstorm, um, I had that salacious crumb uh, clock oh. uh, that the tail would move back and forth and the eyes would move back and forth. And I set it up and uh, I set it up in my room when I was getting my room back in order and bumped into it and it hit the floor and broke into like five pieces. Oh. So that was, that was really rough. But oh, what's is interesting is I was talking about Celebration 2 and I actually still have, you know, even a couple of things from that that I really, really liked. Um, I, uh, <laughs> my wife and I actually combined forces to buy this jacket because I just saw this jacket there that I thought was just awesome. And uh, she was like, are you sure you're going to wear that a lot? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to wear that a lot. And it just said, it was like a letterman's jacket almost. And it says mm-hmm. Star Wars Celebration on the front, but on the back, it's this really nice um gigantic patch of Django Fett standing in front of a bunch of clones. Oh, that's cool. And I still wear that um, when it gets cold. Um, I still wear that a lot. Still looks really, really good. And I still have my action figure, the Yorg Sakul action figure, which was basically, you know, George (laughs) Lucas's name. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And he's in a fighter pilot, uh, a uh, X-wing pi- pilot outfit. Uh, that was a hot item at that celebration. Uh, yeah, I bet. So cool. I am like really into the jackets, so I, I like, I'm hoping that maybe I can get something similar at uh, the near celebration because I'm so jealous of people that get to go to the Lucasfilm store in San Francisco. I know. And get the cool like space bear jackets, and it's just so cool. I want one so badly. <laughs> yeah, we've been Charlotte has been texting me about patches and like pins and like all these different things. So we're she's very much on board with the with the jackets. <laughs> oh well there's there'll be you know, as you know, there's tons of pins to be had at celebration. For sure. Yeah. I'm- I'm so excited because, I mean, it was, we went to Celebration 5, and that feels like so long ago, and uh, really the only thing I remember is meeting Mark Hamill. That's like the standout memory from that event for me, and everything else is a little fuzzier than I would like <laughs> it to be. Um, so, I, like, I remember the exhibitor, the oh, the exhibition hall, um, and the different vendors there, and I kind of remember the Celebration store, so I'm I'm really excited to be going back and to just see how much it has grown and there's just going to be so much more there now, especially now that we have so many more characters and movies to be represented. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to find something really cool and unique like that jacket. Cause that really sounds like one of a kind. I can't, I don't think I ever see very much Django Fett merchandise out there. No, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I like just about anything that he was on back then. So that was a, mm-hmm. a huge deal, but yeah, I, I think they've are, I think in, um, in Anaheim, you know, I almost kind of got the impression that year they weren't prepared for just how many people were coming. 
And I think a lot of people were coming because this, you know, that was really that one and this one are our first couple of movies or um, celebrations where n- new movies are involved. Because for a while there, it was just all about nostalgia about the older ones. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now that all this new stuff is happening, it's just drawing tons more people. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's going to be very, very crowded, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Definitely much more crowded than our last celebration. (laughs) But from all of the celebrations that you've been to, Scott, do you have a standout memory from them? Or do you have a favorite celebration altogether? Uh, I think of a couple of things. Um, uh, One memory from the last one and then a couple from um, Celebration 2. It's interesting. Of of all things, I keep going back to the very first one. But that was Mm -hmm. my very first one. Um, That was in Indianapolis. And I remember Jen and I were, um, I think going over one of those, you know, catwalk bridge things, you know, that connect buildings downtown because mm-hmm. it was in downtown Indianapolis. And as we were walking, we stopped because all the cosplayers, probably the 501st and everybody else was, was in a full line. I mean, it was just long line of, of troops and bounty hunters and Emperor Royal Guards were all you know, a single file walking through downtown and we stopped and watched. And what was awesome about it was there was this little boy uh, right next to me watching the, watching every moment of all these Imperial troops walking by. And all of a sudden he starts to go, Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's great. Um, Perfect timing. I also remember going to the opening uh, ceremonies. I believe it was opening ceremonies for the second one. And uh, somebody from Lucasfilm was on stage and he was talking about how, you know, Spider-Man was the other big movie that was coming out that summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first one. And they were talking, what's that? throwback <laughs> yes very much so and um they were talking about how they're going to be competing with that obviously and uh they're open to ideas of how uh they can maybe come up with some new promotions to counter spider-man and then they go uh in fact let's show that spider-man trailer real quick and we're going why why is he going to show us the spider-man trailer and sure enough the very first few graphics that pop up were just like the spider-man uh, trailer. It, it said, you know, this summer, go for the ultimate spin with America's, you know, favorite hero. And then it flashes. And then when it when it fades up, it's Yoda. Oh. <laughs> and Yoda pulls out his lightsaber from Attack of the Clones. And keep in mind, none of us had seen this before. That's true. So everybody's head just exploded in that room. That's awesome. <laughs> because we saw Yoda fight for the very first uh, for the very first time. So that oh, was yeah. pretty cool. And uh, for the last one, um, I covered uh, Celebration Anaheim for Assembly of Geeks, and I made kind of a little diary out of going to opening ceremonies that was well-received. And I ran audio in the arena when they showed the trailer. And granted, it's just audio, Mm -hmm. but now that we've all seen that trailer for The Force Awakens about 9,000 times, we all know all the cues and everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And it's still awesome to listen to that audio and hear everybody react for the first time. Yeah, I bet. It's so cool. That is cool. I remember Charlotte uh, shared this with me a couple months ago, and it was audio from people seeing A New Hope for the first time and the Death Star blowing up. 
And it's kind of a similar concept where you know exactly what's happening. You know all the beats and the music cues and stuff. And to hear the audience react to the Death Star blowing up um, is very similar to what you were describing, Scott. It, like, kind of makes you tear up, honestly. Yeah, sure. It made me tear up. (laughs) Well, I mean, in this case, the the beat you're also waiting for, I mean, it's kind of great in the beginning because you know – you hear that music swell up and the John Williams music and you know when they see the crash death uh, crashed a star destroyer for the first time and then of course you wait for Chewie we're home and then that's when you really yeah. <laughs> really hear that yeah. reaction and it's pretty awesome still so awesome. oh my gosh we that was the biggest disappointment that we couldn't go to that celebration I know oh uh, I remember <laughs> yeah it was rough we were watching the live stream and on the phone with each other the whole time yeah um talking about it and obsessing over it and <laughs> it was like we were there but we weren't there <laughs> yeah which was unfortunate because we were just sitting in our bedrooms <laughs> yes yes but at the same time thank heavens thank the maker for live stream yeah absolutely I yeah I'm so glad they have that now because that just changes the game (laughs) it makes you feel like you're there and Mm -hmm. I I think that I'm so happy that Lucasfilm and the Star Wars like online team decided to do that and they do such a good job about it you see some stuff that like they omit later when they upload the video (laughs) so yeah yeah (laughs) I want to say in Celebration Europe though they actually that that year I think people got to see I guess Rogue One footage Mm mm-hmm that nobody else got to see. Cut to a different thing. Yeah, and the internet freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I freaked out. I'm, I, I remember it was so hard, though, because we're on the East Coast, and then with Anaheim and the Europe one, trying to get the schedules right so you could actually watch it as a live stream mm-hmm. and not have to wait for them to re-upload the video later. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Rescheduling everything be... around Mark's panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Ahsoka panel they did. Yes. That one, I was like, I have to make sure I'm watching this as it's happening. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> but yeah, Mark's panel and then the Ahsoka one, I think, were the ones that I was most excited for. Definitely. I can't remember which celebrations those were at. Um, but I've definitely gone back and watched that Ahsoka panel more than once. <laughs> I want to say that you can still find the uh, that thing I was just talking about, the celebration to unveiling of Yoda fighting with a lightsaber. I think somebody videoed that and put it on YouTube and I think you can still find it. So if you want to see, yeah, you want to see how that crowd reacted and just know I was there. We were both there. My, my (laughs) wife was there and it was interesting because, um, because the, again, the organization was really weird and I was darn lucky because I almost got cut off and being able to even get in the room. Uh, but I got really lucky and I was holding like this tray of food and then two soft drinks and one in each hand. And I'm like balancing it all on this stairwell that they're making a stand on before they let anybody even to this hallway. I don't even know if I'm going to make it in there to the point where, uh, I got in at the last second. So Jen was actually in a different part of the room and I was in a different part of the room. And when they unveiled that, she was like freaking out thinking, Oh my God, he's missing this. Not knowing I was actually in the room. (laughs) Panic, panic ensued. (laughs) (laughs) You were in the room. So all is well then as well. (laughs) So do you have a big tip for the listeners who haven't been to a Star Wars celebration before? Um, as with any convention, especially of this magnitude, I think it's uh, a good idea to look over the schedule and pick the things, um, almost kind of put them in buckets, like, I have to go to this. Mm-hmm. This I'd like to go to, but if I miss it, I miss it. Because 
Um, you probably aren't going to be able to make everything. And one thing that I noticed that was a little different, at least seemed different to me in Anaheim than the ones uh, prior, was it, it seemed like um, sessions were filling up a lot faster. And I think that could be because more people are going to these things. Yeah. Um, you know, where where we would come out of one session and we thought, you know, even 40 minutes in advance that we were heading to get in line for another and the line was already stretching all the way down to the other end of the building. Mm -hmm. And there was just a point where you weren't going to make it in. So I would definitely identify things that you absolutely have to do and start checking to see when people are getting in line because you'd be amazed sometimes how quickly things fill up. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Charlotte and I are just waiting for that schedule to come out. Like, I'm going to go at it with highlighters and, you know, <laughs> yeah. heavily <Definitely>. annotate it. <laughs> make sure we have, like, plan A, plan B, a backup plan. Like, make sure we note where all of the Starbucks and coffee is. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, they have a I, – I think they release an app, too, that's that's pretty good that allows you to kind of check mark um, – you know, what you want to do. So you can like open up, what am I looking to do today? And it'll show you everything. And that's helpful. That's good. Oh, that's good. Nice. We did, we did use the Dragon Con app when, when we, we went mm-hmm. last year in Atlanta and it was helpful. Dragon Con operates a little differently. So, and it was our first time. So it was a little confusing, but I feel like with the <laughs> Star Wars one, it'll be a lot easier because it will just be Star Wars, all Star Wars all the time, Yeah, <laughs> which is how it should be. <laughs> Okay, Scott, so for our last question, and we ask this to everyone who comes on our show, um, you may have heard us talk about our Star Wars dinner, but we wanted to know if you could invite anyone to have dinner with you, any five people, and they would have to come, who would you bring to your Star Wars dinner? Well, ever since I've been podcasting, which has been since uh, for about, I don't know, five or six years now, I've had the opportunity to uh, interview a lot of people and a lot of people involved in TV and film. So I immediately think that's the sort of thing I'm going to be interested in. Mm -hmm. And I think I would like kind of a cross section of uh, the classic and the new. So I would, I would kind of like to maybe have, you know, George Lucas, um, maybe either Kathleen Kennedy or um, JJ, uh, Mark Hamill, and then Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. That is the dream team. Because (laughs) I Honestly, I just feel like if you bring John Boyega to your dinner, he's just going to make it so fun, so mm-hmm. such a happy dinner. I feel like he could get along with anyone. Yeah. Well, I love listening to him talk about the whole experience of getting to do all this as a diehard fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the story he told uh, at Celebration Anaheim about <laughs> casually coming up to uh, Harrison and having him sign his, like, large uh han solo in his storm stormtrooper outfit uh, yep. doll and he said he said harrison took it and started to sign it and said this is so weird <laughs> okay that's a pretty good harrison ford impression i must say oh thanks <laughs> yeah but i was actually going to bring up john boyega and harrison ford how john boyega talks about his relationship with harrison ford i think is hilarious he's like yeah. oh yeah, we're best friends and then harrison's like who is that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Joking, but it's just hilarious. (laughs) I'm going to miss that in the upcoming celebration and the press tour. But Mark Hamill is going to be able to do press tour now. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) When you heard that uh, John Boyega announced, um, I think it was last year that he was going to make podcasts part of his press tour um, when that fires up. Yeah. So exciting. 
<laughs> so if you want to tweet him that he should be on Sky Talkers This Galactic Life, please feel free to do that. Yes. <laughs> we would be most happy to interview him for all of you listening. <laughs> wow. Now I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> Plenty um, of time to plan. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And strategize how to get him on this thing. <laughs> Maybe some fortuitous events will happen at this year's celebration there that you go. will lead to our interviewing John Boyega, or maybe even Mark Hamill himself. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the sky's the limit. <laughs> well, thank you okay. so much, Scott, for being on our show today. We're so excited that you were able to join us and talk about Celebration. Me too. It was exciting for me too. And I, I love talking about it and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you both there. So uh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's I'm so we mentioned this earlier, but I'm just so excited to actually have people that we know who are going to be there. I think that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to most. Um, But until we can see you in person at Celebration, where can everyone find you on the Internet? Well, I am uh, on Twitter at Mr. Scott Murray, and I am doing multiple things at assemblyofgeeks.com with all, with, uh, all of our shows there, which you all are a part of. And we're very excited about that. And uh, people are listening and things are going very, very well. So a lot of exciting things happening all the way around, but that's where I spend a good chunk of my time. <laughs> Us too now. <laughs> so you can kind of yeah. find all the same place, really. <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of Sky Talkers, This Galactic Life. We will be back in two weeks on April 1st. You can find us at Sky Talkers Pod on Twitter. You can also find us on our website, skytalkers.com, as well as assemblyofgeeks.com. So until next time, we are signing off and may the force be with you. May the force be with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sky Talkers, This Galactic Life, part of the Assembly of Geeks podcasting network. Find the girls on skytalkers.com and we'll see you next time.